You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Thursday edition of the podcast. Hope you all are doing great. The duo is reunited today. Brian and I talking all things Utes. Brian, what are we going to cover on today's show? Well, probably talk a lot about BYU football and their massive schedule. No, Jake, come on. What what are you what are you trying to do? Send me up like that? Jeez, what a guy. No, we're going to talk about Utah football uh, like we always do, but in a little bit of a different format. We're going to talk about how fans are going to get in and out of the stadium and what they're going to be able to buy and how they're going to be able to buy it with. But we're also going to talk about a big announcement from Utah Athletics regarding a Hall of Fame class to be inducted on September the 1st. And, of course, we'll recap everything else that's been going on along with camp. Yeah, so there's plenty to get to ahead on today's show. Essentially, we're going to break down how you guys are going to experience game day at Rice Cycle Stadium, so we'll get into that. Today's show is brought to you by our title sponsor, Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car, truck, or SUV will ever need. Check them out at rockauto.com. All right, without further ado, let's dive in on a Thursday. This is the Locked On Utes podcast for August 19th, 2021. Again, this is the Locked On Utes podcast, your daily podcast focused on all things University of Utah athletics. A reminder for everybody right off the top here is that Brian Brown and I are your co-host tandem, but we need your guys' help. We have been seeing our numbers explode in terms of download numbers, but our ratings and reviews have stagnated a little bit. So... Our request today is to make sure you hit that follow button wherever you might be listening in from because we are your daily source for all things Utah news, Utah sports news in podcast form. But we need your ratings and reviews, especially on Apple Podcasts. So a big thank you in advance for doing that. But more importantly, Brian Brown, welcome back. How are you, sir? Good to be back. Thank you for uh, for subbing in for me there, Jake. Uh, had to celebrate properly the, the woman who has had to deal with the most amount of my BS uh, throughout the last several hundred seemingly years, it would be when my mother wanted to uh, wanted to ha- show her a good time. It's been, you know, I think uh, I think everybody's had a hard time throughout this whole pandemic. But um, you know, my parents being a little bit older, it's it's been a little bit more stressful on them. So we wanted to celebrate it really well and appreciate you filling in for me and uh, knocking it out of the park as always. Hey. Happy to do it. You covered me for me earlier in the week, and we're back together and reunited, and it feels so good. So let's have some fun and talk a little bit about Utah and obviously the game day experience at Rice Cycle Stadium. I feel like already was a very good product. And let me be clear about this. We all know that the last time that Utah fans, by and large, were in the stands there at RES was back in 2019. I truly believe the views from Rice Eccles Stadium, whether it's looking west across the Salt Lake Valley or looking at the mountains as the backdrop while you're watching the game, especially from the press box there, is almost unrivaled in all of college football. But they have changed some things up this year in terms of the overall game day experience, Brian. So where should we start on this? Should we start just simply by talking about how you're going to get into the game this year? 
I mean, that's a very good place to start, Jake. It's important to be able to get into the stadium if you want to watch the game. And and I do actually have some firsthand experience with how this process works out, having once once upon a time worked at a ticket office that utilized Rice Echo Stadium. Uh, but it's, uh, it, it's going to be a big change, I think, for the majority of Utah fans, especially coming the year after a pandemic where nobody was allowed in the stadium. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. So I think the basic gist of this is that essentially your days of having paper tickets and scanning them, all that stuff, they're pretty much gone at this point. You're going all digital this year. So plan on using your phone or your or a mobile device to get into the game. That will scan your tickets. That's how you'll get into Rice Eccles Stadium. And the nice part is there's going to be a, there's going to be a welcome back open house on Saturday, August 21st this weekend. Gates will open at 5 p.m. for tours. Uh, you can go see the new Ken Garf Red Zone down there in the south end of RES. I think that the move to digital has been coming for quite some time. And, Brian, you can speak more to this, obviously, from your time with the Salt Lake Stallions. But it seems like the pandemic sped up that process and pretty much just put it all the way into effect. It did, and it's one more way that you can refine the process in terms of not having to print out tickets, not having to mail out tickets, not having to use a massive amount of staff. So in some ways, it's a necessity, right? Because. As we know, the University of Utah has not replaced everybody that was either furloughed or let go during the the, the heart of the pandemic. Um, whether it's you know just for not having people available to take those positions or people having moved on, you know, sports is a very difficult industry to work in. I don't think people realize that, and usually the ones who last in it the longest are the ones who are never willing to leave. Um, and so, you know, when when people are ready to move on, finally, it's it's hard to find someone that can replace that. Uh, having said that, digital ticketing is is the wave of the future because of all the reasons that we just talked about. It is less, you know, less issues with um, uh, uh, counterfeit ticketing, you know, with, with uh, fake tickets and and with resellers and everything like that. It's much easier to have a digital signature for how the tickets have been transferred. It's much easier to organize on the ticket office end of things as well. The one complaint I think fans are going to have is just like, well, what if my phone doesn't work? What if I don't have surgeries? You can always download the actual scannable part of it too. So that's not really a concern. They've been scanning tickets for years anyways. So it's not that big of a jump in terms of how it's actually allowed into the stadium. The only difference is rather than handing them a paper to scan, you're going to have your phone. Uh, the one change I do think that will be different is using that in the parking lots and, and not having a parking pass anymore. But again, this is using less paper. It's easier to manage, easier to keep track of it all, easier to transfer. And whether we want it or not, this is going to be the, the, the wave of the future because this is what Ticketmaster wants. And with University of Utah going over to Ticketmaster, that's just how they'll have to roll. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. It's all about going touchless. We all know that. Uh, concessions, uh, obviously, will be part of this as well. All sales will now be completed in Rice Cycle Stadium using credit cards or an applicable phone payment app, whether it's an Apple Wallet or Google Wallet, whatever you have, whatever device you happen to use. So, Essentially, you are now working just completely digitally as a fan. And the good news is they have sent out emails to all ticket holders to kind of lay out how things are going to go. But one interesting part I, I want to talk about here, Brian, it, well, actually, there's two things. 
One is the parking lots. New in 2021, parking lots will now be open five hours before kickoff, with the exception of the signature parking lot and the Guardsman Way tailgating lot. Those will be open longer, obviously, but that's a little bit of a change there. So five hours before kickoff, the parking lots will open. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, I think that's a good thing because this is no longer a uh, show up 15 minutes before kick kind of affair at the University of Utah. It is now a you know legitimate player nationally, and so you're going to have to plan accordingly. And I think the other part of it, too, is that the university wants to continue to cultivate the tailgating atmosphere and the pregame atmosphere that they have there. The difficulty, I think, has always been that you're – you're fighting against the uh, the littles, so to speak, the little league soccer, the little league football, mm-hmm. and everything like that. That where they really need to find some some middle ground is is setting kickoff times to where families can work around those kinds of things. And uh, maybe some of it is just that we're all going to have to learn to come to terms with the fact that like you can't do everything anymore. Uh, <laughs> there's just no time out there. Something that I'm learning, uh, you know, on on a daily basis, it would seem. And so getting there ahead of time, getting parked, getting set up, being able to go into the stadium, and now with so much new stuff at the stadium that you can eat, drink, whatever, before kickoff, it makes it worthwhile to get there early as well. Um, but also to be cashless, you know, I think is another thing to talk about with with regards to that. Yeah, absolutely. So the last thing I want to touch on here with the new game day experience is a new brand new Twitter account that you may want to follow as a Utah fan. It is now Utah Game Day, and the Utah Athletics Department has now created a designated Twitter account that will disseminate real-time information to fans attending games and also to receive instant feedback to help solve issues and improve fans' game day experience. Brian? I try not to laugh here, but I want to just say good luck to whoever whoever might be monitoring that Twitter app during a game day. Yeah, I, I, I hope they have a strong team in 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 the ready to respond because if they don't, that's going to be uh, oh boy, is the hate going to flow? Because I know that I know for you and I alone, we get a lot of questions about that kind of thing. Just having branded ourselves as the the athletic department experts even though it's more the on-field stuff that we uh, excel in as opposed to the administrative, people still ask us questions, right? And and that's really what they want is a touch point that they can reach out to and get a response. And so here's keeping our fingers crossed that they're prepared for that one. <laughs> yeah, I just... I can already see it happening, and it, already opted out of running that one. Not, <laughs> not, not going to be me. So don't, don't even bother. Don't Sorry. even tag me with it. Sorry, Utah Athletics. Brian and I are not interested in being the back end of that. So nope. All nope. right. So there you go. That's kind of the new game day experience. But coming up next, uh, we'll dig into and this also an announcement coming out from the University of Utah. They have announced a new Hall of Fame class. Some very notable names in that group. We'll touch on those, and a little bit later on, we'll catch you up on everything you need to know from fall camp for the Utes as well as the season opener for women's soccer so lots still to get to but let's talk for a minute today about our friends at sweat block Brian this is a new company that just signed on with the locked on podcast network and the best part is this is a really really cool product I think any one of us out there can remember a situation we found ourselves in whether it was a first date with somebody that you were very excited to go out with but also got very nervous about a presentation at work that just had you up it just all night it feels like well we've all been in that situation where it seems like you pit out you sweat through your shirt I think that uh, 
Sean Miller down there at Arizona is kind of the epitome of what we're talking about here. But Sweat Block is what is here to help you guys out with that because it works for up to seven days. It's a clinical strength antiperspirant that wants to help you guys out so you can avoid that embarrassing situation. Yeah. I mean, that's like I'm I'm sitting over here just stunned at the shade you just threw at former Arizona coach Sean Miller. He deserves it. Better. He does. Oh, boy. <laughs> you Dolph fans are going to love you so much after that one. But I don't know if you've tried out your box yet, Jake. I tried out mine the other day. It's loaded with all sorts of good stuff. I have been unnecessarily dry. Well, not unnecessarily, but un, unbelievably dry for the last couple of days since using it. Super easy. You know what? The other part about it is that it really cuts down on that, like, getting ready time in the morning. So I don't know if you're like me and you're going back in the office all the time now. Woo. Man, that's nice to have. Yeah, it's incredible. They do have a dry shirt guarantee. A sweat block doesn't keep you dry like it's keeping Brian dry. You can get your money back. It's been featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by actual firefighters. And, of course, it's a bestseller on Amazon for the past 10 years. Over 13,000 Amazon reviews. So you know a lot of people have tried it and trusted. It's also manufactured right here at home in the USA. So if you want to give it a shot, folks, get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com using the promo code LOCKEDON, or you can check it out as we mentioned at Amazon. It's even on shelves at your local CVS. But 20% off is available at sweatblock.com. Use the promo code Locked On. That's Sweatblock, a proud partner with us here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Brian, I like looking back in sports history, and I like talking about some of the all-time greats. And obviously, when you have a new Hall of Fame class set to be inducted into the Utah Hall of Fame, the University of Utah Athletics Hall of Fame, a lot of fun names popped up on this year's list. So let's talk a little bit about them. Uh, By the way, three football players amongst this six-person class. Yeah, it is a definite... uh football-heavy class, and I think there's some names that folks will be very quick to recognize, maybe a few others that you haven't heard. It starts and ends, really, for me on this list with Alex Smith, recent re- recently retired from the NFL, recently acquired by ESPN. A little bit of a disappointment for me. I was hoping that he'd come to the college football side of things, but nope, he's going to stick with the NFL. But very exciting news for him. He's kind of the headliner. The other one that, of course, is going to interest me is is one of my personal favorites growing up, the original AB Anthony Brown, uh, number 74 in the program, but number one in my heart. Uh, it was a third team Associated Press All America, first team All WAC honor in 1994. It was the anchor of the offensive line that paved the way for Utah to average 36 points per game, which, when you think about it, back in 94, that was a lot of points for a Utah team that was not very well known for having a strong offense, I'll be honest. Uh, they ranked fourth in the nation in scoring. That was Likely until 2004, the best team in program history. If I believe that Luther Ellis, Bronzel Miller, some say. of the other, uh, Ernest Boyd, Kareem Leary, all these names that I'm throwing out, Mike McCoy at quarterback, uh, people have never heard of, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> They've heard the names um, in passing, at least, I would hope. For sure, for sure. 10 and 2 in 94, finished in the top 10 after beating, uh, I believe it was Arizona in the Freedom Bowl when Kevin Dyson. Caught what I believe was the go-ahead touchdown. It was an ugly game. I was there, so I don't really remember it too well because it was so bad. Uh, But also, fun fact, Anthony Brown, brother? Nope, it's not me. Any guesses, Jake, who his brother is? I have no clue on this one. I am as lost as anybody. Finch. 
still lost. Basketball. Basketball. I. You stopped. Mike me. Brown. Really? Mike Brown, older brother to Anthony Brown. I would have never put that together. That's actually really nobody cool. would have. Yeah, no, that's a that's a that's a fun little factoid uh, for that one. But Mike Brown, uh, Coach Mike Brown in the NBA, um, I believe he's the older brother to Anthony Brown, but I could be wrong on that one. But yeah, wow, that's actually really cool. I trust me, I'd never put that together. But that's awesome. Anthony Brown, he's one of the one of those legendary names. I think if people know who we're talking about, they remember that 94 team, obviously just absolutely legendary. I'm with you on Alex Smith being the headliner here. Obviously when you're the number one overall selection, you play in the NFL for 16 years, you come back from that just horrific uh, leg injury that he had with the Washington football team. It's pretty legendary, but other names on here, one that I enjoyed watching Eddie Johnson, uh, Utah's all-time leading rusher in rushing yards, uh, 3,219 yards and touchdowns, 35 of them before he was overtaken by Zach Moss in 2019. A first-team all-wax selection in 1984 and then again in 1986. Uh, he recorded two of the 18 1,000-yard rushing seasons in school history uh, with 1,021 yards in 1984 and 1,046 yards in 1986. The reason why I know an so much about Eddie Johnson is not only because of the release from Utah, it's because I have family members who were huge BYU fans in the 80s, and they talked about how good Eddie Johnson was despite Utah struggling against BYU during those years. They just said, this guy, despite how lackluster Utah was as a football program, especially head-to-head against the Cougars, they mentioned that he was just an absolute stud out there. He was, and I think it was a career that was uh, interrupted primarily by injuries, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I believe uh, Trevor Allen from KSL Sports did a phenomenal podcast with him not too long ago. One Zach when Mac when oof, Zach Moss Mac Sauce uh, Zach Moss broke the record uh, that Eddie Johnson had held for such a long time. A really great listen. Highly recommend that everybody go listen to that one because you get an idea of who Eddie Johnson was. And just hearing the graciousness of when he talks about Zach and, and the opportunity that he had to interact with him as he started to go up, you know, I think as you age and, and, and start to see your records fall as an athlete, it's important to have that tie back to feel like you still matter because these are guys that have really set the tone for where the program is. You know, whether their names are household or not really doesn't matter in the grad scheme. I think the important part about it is, is celebrating who they are and what they did. Yeah, there's no doubt. Other names on this list include Casey Childs from the baseball program, Leilani Mitchell from women's basketball, as well as Lori Baird from volleyball. I wanted to take a minute and talk about Casey Child because I feel like he was C.J. Crone before C.J. Crone. Uh, he obviously was a first-team All-American in 1997 for the Utes, but a guy who had legendary numbers for Utah. He had single score single-season records for hits 104, home runs 31, RBIs 97, oh, and by the way, total base is 227, and slugging percentage 890 during the 1997 season. Some absolutely incredible numbers and obviously a very deserving inductee. Very much so, and and I don't think that Utah's baseball program probably gets the same amount of attention that maybe it deserves for what it was able to do in the past. Uh, but he was kind of the the original, like you said, C.J. Crone, and it, it's tough for me to talk about that after what C.J. Crone did to my Padres, but at the same time, I'm happy for C.J., and I want to see him <laughs> in this Hall of Fame someday as well. Uh, but it, it's just, you know, Andre Jackson talked about him a little bit on the on the show. I believe it was Monday after his debut. 
Monday or Tuesday, one of those days. They all blend together. Yeah. Well, and then the other two names, they're contemporaries because they played at Utah about the same time. Lori Barrett, she was an AVCA three-team All-American, also an All-West Region selection, and Mountain West Conference Co-Player of the Year in 2008 for the Women's Volleyball Program. Her contemporaries, we mentioned the other inductee is Leilani Mitchell from the Women's Basketball Team. She was a third-team Associated Press All-American and Mountain West Conference Player of the Year for the 2007-2008 season. Uh, both Lori Barrett and Leilani Mitchell are names that I am f- very aware of because this was an era where you really saw good play out of both the women's basketball as well as the women's volleyball programs. And Baird and Mitchell are absolutely part of that pantheon of some of the greatness that's come through both of those programs over the years. They are, and I think what it is is that success has led to more success as we've seen those programs grow. grow. And Lori Baird, a big part of what the Utah volleyball program has been able to do. And, yeah. and Beth Lanier you know, Danny, has had some good good players come through there. And yeah. He has, and we probably don't give her her flowers nearly as much as she deserves, especially here on the Locked on Utes podcast, because she's been just absolutely phenomenal with that volleyball program, what she's built. Yeah, so really, really cool to see all six of these athletes getting their inductions into the Hall of Fame. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, that will take place, yeah, Wednesday, September 1st, Rice Cycle Stadium and Tower. It'll be part of Utah's opening, Utah football's opening weekend. So the nice part is it's the day before the season opener against Weber State. And just a really, really cool honor. And this is a really, really awesome class because I, I really think that you look at this and say, okay, that's actually some really good athletes. Did we forget somebody here, Brian? I feel like we're forgetting somebody. I apologize. Oh, yeah. So the 2021 class, uh, I'm reading the, the announcement here. The 2021 class includes Lori Baird, Anthony Brown, Casey Child, and Eddie Johnson, Alex Smith, and Amy Timmel-Hogue. That's who we forgot about. Amy Timmel-Hogue played for the women's softball program. Obviously another great name that we needed to talk about as well. Yeah, and, and you talk about what her impact has been on the on the softball program and everything she's done. You know, it, that's a program that's really built up some some pride over the years. But she was a second team All American back all the way back in 1994, as they won a school record 51 games as a second baseman. She set school records by hitting 455 and scoring 55 runs. Excuse me, on the way to becoming the WAC Player of the Year. She was a three time first team All WAC selection led Utah to a pair of conference titles and a college World Series appearance in 91 and 94. Uh, one of those markers in history that it was back when there wasn't 24-hour uh, coverage or a five-day-a-week podcast talking about <laughs> Utah athletics. And yeah. one of those really great stories that maybe we've uh, forgotten to talk about or, or didn't know about you know, uh, way back in the day. But she's been the... Head softball coach for the past 14 season was with three NCAA tournament appearances under her belt. And so really grateful for what she's done and what she's built up there. You had a little bit of a, a rough year last year, but I think that's a program that's going to bounce back strong. Yeah, I've got a soft spot for softball, obviously, because I have a wife who happened to be a collegiate softball player. So I was I, I knew we were forgetting something. I'm like, can't leave out Amy Hogue, obviously, considering now she's now working at her alma mater, uh, coaching the women's softball program. So congratulations once again to all the inductees. Looking forward to that event September 1st up there at Rice-Eccles Stadium. It'll be cool to see all their names enshrined in the Utah Athletics Hall of Fame. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll catch up on 
on everything else you need to know as a Utah fan here on a Thursday. We'll get to all of that in just a moment. But first, Brian, let's talk about Bet Online. Uh, it's that time of year again. All eyes are now turning to football as teams are now back on the gridiron to start the football season, whether it's in college football or the NFL. And as always, Bet Online is the number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. We use it all the time, Jake. You know, I had somebody reach out the other day and ask, uh, you know, have you have you ever actually gotten money back from them? How does it work? Everything like that. And it's pretty simple. You go to the website, you set up your account. Uh, they're an offshore company, so if if that's something that maybe you've had a question about or what that means, there's a great resource section there on the website all about it. I'd recommend reading that through very thoroughly so that you have an understanding of how it all works because it is a lot of fun to supplement your viewing with some extra Skittles. Yeah, get into the action literally and have some fun with it. Also, be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on Thursday, September 9th opener in the NFL between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, Brian, your wager will actually get refunded up to 25 bucks. They're putting your money where their mouth is obviously they still have their welcome bonus available to you guys get to betonline.ag sign up for that free account and also use the promo code locked on for that welcome bonus when you get there that's bet online your online sportsbook experts with the ever-increasing number of makes and models on the road it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning from someone behind the counter that's just going to do the same thing that you can do from rockauto.com in the comfort of your own home while saving you money in your pocketbook. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto anywhere from 30 to 50, even 100% off the same parts that you would get from a chain store or a car dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices, they're reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That's rockauto.com. All right, folks, before we go here on this Thursday, of course, a new season is upon us for the Utah women's soccer program, and it is the debut of Hideki Nakata as the head coach of the women's soccer program up on the hill there in Salt Lake City, as the Utes will welcome Portland to Ute Field. Game time or first kick set for 7 o'clock mountain time, and should be interesting, Brian, to see how things go under head coach uh, Nakata. I am interested to see what how long it takes, I guess, his vision for for this program to kind of take hold. I don't necessarily expect it to take hold game one, but we will find out what the uh, Utes will look like in their first game tonight. Yeah, we will. And, I, you know, it's a new look Ute squad with a new uh, new man on on in charge. Why am I having such a hard time talking all of a sudden, Jake? What did you do? What did you spike my water with? When you take a day off, man, you just get out of, you get out of swing, man. I can tell you that much. Yeah, I didn't think I'd go get, fall out of podcasting shape that quickly, you know. I, but here we are. But new coach Hideki Nakata will be unveiling his new squad and and the changes that they made uh, to their attack and and everything else. Uh, 
you know, and that's exciting. I think this is a team that's got some uh, potential. I think it's a squad that really does uh, do a good job at developing players, and, and they have a good pipeline of and a good mixture of players that come from all over the place, including, you know, lots of local schools uh, being involved in this, you know, and a good California pipeline, just, just an absolute uh, – plethora of talent down there in Southern California. So exciting to see what they do, uh, especially now that they've gotten the awkward fall season being played in the spring under their belts. Mm -hmm. Um, And what a great place to start. Yeah, it's a quick turnaround here, obviously, but keep an eye out for Taliana Kafusi. Uh, she was part of the Pac-12 All-Freshman team after that 2020 spring season. She is just the eighth U to earn All-Freshman Honors Program history. Uh, she's obviously a native here from Utah, but she made an imp- immediate impact in her first season. Started all 16 matches of the 2021 spring slate as a forward. She's one of just four Utes to start every match this past spring, and obviously she'll be looking to do more this fall for the U as well, but it's exciting to have these seasons kicking off, Brian, and have them kicking off in their normal slots. Yeah, it is, and it'll be fun to follow this squad as they uh, you know, un- unveil the, I guess it's not brand new, but the new soccer stadium one more time. Sure. Uh, I think more than anything, it's exciting to see what uh, Coach Nakato can bring here uh, to Utah from Stanford, a-, a program that's seen a lot of uh, just championship caliber performances over the years. Uh, so if you need to, or I shouldn't say need to, but if you want to get out there and watch the game, you need to go to utahutes.com to get tickets. Just to, That's how it's going to be from here on out. Uh, you can do that um, via the website. Yep. Sure. Or I'm sure if you have a ticket rep, you could probably call the ticket rep too. Oh, yeah, probably. Absolutely. would be happy to help you out, I'm sure. But it'll be fun. We'll be looking forward to, we'll of course, have a recap of how the opening match goes. And they'll also be facing Boise State. We'll preview that a little bit on tomorrow's show and we'll recap how things go against Portland. All right. That is going to do it for today's show. But Brian, you're back on the show. So leave us with some words of wisdom on the way out the door. Big man who standeth on toilet gets high on pot. Just I, keep that one in mind. I like that. I like that. Well done on that. On that note, we will call it a day. Make sure to follow the show on social media, Locked On Utes on Twitter. Feel free to reach out anytime via email. LockedOnUtes at gmail.com is the email address. And until next time, this has been the Locked On Utes podcast for August 19th, 2021. And we will talk to you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.